This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, before we get the show started, Horse Radio Network for the first time has a wide selection of Horse Radio Network merchandise available for the holidays. Hats, saddle pads, masks, clothing, mugs, and so much more, either screen printed or embroidered. Get your orders in now for you or your HRN listening friends. Visit horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner on the homepage today. Happy holidays, everybody. Well, good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, and I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December 16th, episode 2576, brought to you by Stateline Tech. Good morning, Horse World. Hey, Santa, what's shaking, man? By the way, congratulate me this Christmas. I'm going for it. No antidepressants. Somebody ought to teach that little humbug some Christmas spirit. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday. We have, what, a week and two days before Christmas. Not long. So get your HRN... You know, get your HRN logo stuff ordered today. Do it today. Swag. Just go order your your... swag today because you're running out of time. So uh, you're also running out of time to buy your other gifts, too. So I was going to say, like, that (laughs) seems to be the least of my problems right now because I just realized, like, okay, so here's the thing. When you're in third grade is you they're studying what holidays are around the world, Glenn. Around the world. Do you have to buy gifts from around the world? <laughs> no. So here's what they do is um, every kid in class like drew a country, right? So England, France, Germany. Do you know what my kid got? Czechoslovakia. Greenland. <laughs> Greenland. And do you know what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to write a do a boy. He's supposed to do a poster board with things from Greenland and like some of the Christmas traditions and what uh, the foods fish. that they eat Lots of in fish. Greenland are. <laughs> and I'm supposed to make it and bring it to the class for everybody to taste. Yeah, I don't think there are vegetarians in Greenland. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter because the things that they eat in Greenland, the things I have learned about Greenland. I hope some people are listening from Greenland. Please contact me because I've got a couple days left to get all this done. But as of now, apparently, vitamin D is not something that they get a lot of in Greenland. No, no, so they uh, have that requires to, sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't have a lot of sun there. They have maybe two hours. Look at all this stuff I've learned about Greenland. There's only two hours of sunlight on Christmas days, maybe. So here's the thing. Do you know what they have to eat, Glenn, to get vitamin D? Mm. You're not going to guess. Whale blubber. 
whale blubber. And then there's this other fun thing that they eat that's like whale skin, but it's dried and it's their like it's a candy and it's a it, it, but it's so hard that you can't even chew it. They just swallow it. So anyway, my son I don't like is, fish or seafood of any kind. So this is just kind of grossing me out altogether. It's horrifying. <laughs> Bless all you people in the Greenland's hearts. I want to hear from you. Uh, so my son is going to take a ginormous bowl of tapioca pudding. <laughs> I'm at the ants and Swedish fish. I bought some Swedish fish. So everybody gets a bowl of tapioca pudding. Well, oh, the Swedish fish Swedish was a good fish. play. That's a good play. Yeah, thank you. I like that. Thank you. Do they still like make I those? Set them out and dry them. Yeah, they do. Because that Walmart had them yesterday, Glenn. Where oh. does somebody look for Swedish fish and tapioca pudding in Oklahoma? God, when we were Walmart! buying Swedish fish, they were in the big containers, and you took a scoop and you put it in a plastic or a paper bag. That's how you bought them. Yeah, no, they God. don't have that. That's it's it's pre-COVID, Glenn. Yeah, that was pre-everything. <laughs> that was pre-modern times. That was pre-packaging, actually. So you want, uh, our Equiderma guest today is Instagram and TikTok sensation Olivia the Mini Pony. Well, Olivia, mom's going to be on. That's going to be a hard, uh, yeah, hard interview. Her mom's going to be on. <laughs> Olivia wouldn't join us. She was too stuck up now that she's a celebrity. And also, Dr. Siemens is back, and he's going to talk about senior horses in the winter. And I think that was specifically at the request of my co-host. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. I, I see how the health themes really go around what issue you're having with your horses at the time. Well, you told me, you said, see if Dr. Siemens can come on. And I said, okay, Dr. Siemens, can you come on? Yeah. Uh, I said, yeah, he can come on. What's he going to talk about? What are you going to talk about? I don't know. What do you want me to talk about? What do you want him to talk about? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Just ask him. And then I said, hey, ask him. And then I asked him and he was like, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I was like, God dang it. You know what? I want to talk about senior horses in the winter because I'm dealing with two of them and they're both having their own issues. So that's what we're talking about, people. Well, and it, there's enough senior horses in our uh, listeners' fields right now. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. Maybe some of them are dealing with some of the things that I'm dealing with. So, um, yeah. I think it's perfect. It's a perfect thing. Hey, before we get started, I wanted to mention, and this has been all over the news, you've all seen it, that Totalist died uh, at, at December 14th. Not a from, senior horse. No, he's 20. Um, apparently had colic. So, uh, you know... I actually saw Totalist and Edward Gow ride uh, in the 2010 games in Kentucky. And I, you know, I'm not, everybody knows that, you know, I think watching dressage is really boring, but watching that particular horse and Edward Gow was not boring. Uh, it, it was just incredible. So I feel lucky that uh, we got to see, uh, we got to see Totalist ride several times actually in Kentucky that, that time. But, uh, you know, he won three gold medals. So <laughs> in Kentucky that year, uh, and was the first one to break 90. Uh, and you know, since, since then that's happened a few times, but it was the first one to break a score of 90. Um, and everybody knows that Totalist then got sold and, um, Matthias Rath, uh, took over and never quite lived up to the level that Edward Gall did with, uh, Totalist, but went on and did ride Grand Prix and, and did very well after that. And, and it was an injury that ended up retiring Totalist, but apparently, uh, uh, Rath would still ride Totalist, you know, trail ride and stuff while, while Totalist was a stallion and con continued breeding duties and all of that. So he was still being ridden. He just couldn't do, do it competitively anymore. And they, they did do colic surgery. I, I read that he went down for surgery and afterwards even stood back up, but succumbed after that. It's heartbreaking. I mean, what a horse. Wow. What a super horse. Yeah. I mean, it is incredible. Uh, and was one of the ones that'll be remembered forever. in, in dressage. That is not a gelbatch. 
Okay. No. <laughs> that's not his picture on the. No, that's the one that uh, that that should have been breeding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Breed the best of the best to get the best people. <laughs> so our our thoughts are with uh, everybody that was related to uh, Totalis over the years, and certainly we'll have a lot of happy memories for a lot of people. All right, let's do some daily winnies, a little bit happier things. So I have two, one real quick one to Auditor Roxana on her engagement. She posted her engagement pictures yesterday, and uh, she's marrying a guy who's also into horses. So congratulations to them. And there were no Auditor birthdays, so we just we have one engagement today. Also, uh, you know, there's something really cool that's being announced all this talking about the World Equestrian Center up the street from my house in Ocala had everybody in the Northwest really going, oh, that's a long way from uh, Oregon and Washington. I know. And, somebody had to try to one-up them. Well, apparently there's been something that's been in the works for 15 years up there. It's called the Pegasus Equestrian Venue and Resort. It's 3,000 acres, and they've been working to get approval to build a large equestrian center up there, and they finally got the approval. So there's going to be a re- resort, equestrian center, five indoor climate-controlled arenas, numerous outdoor grass and sand arenas, a combined driving course, which they don't have a lot of up in that area, and a, and a Equestrian cross-country course, polo fields, resort, spa, the whole thing. Sounds like World Equestrian Center Northwest. So uh, we'll try and get them on the show to talk about it, but it looks like they finally got their approvals and it's going to be moving ahead. So congratulations, all you people up there. Now, so we've got Northwest, Southeast. How about something right in the middle, people? You have the Oklahoma has a huge, I mean, where do they do all the shows in Oklahoma City? That place is Uh, huge, isn't it? Yeah, there's an Oklahoma City one, but they don't really host a lot of English events there. It's very mm-hmm. Western. Western. I mean, yeah. but it is the mecca for sure of the quarter horse. I thought so. I thought that's where they all go to Oklahoma City for for those events. Uh, My turn for daily winning. Don't forget me. All right, I would. I, I would never forget. You. <laughs> Uh, I got a really cool message from one of our listeners, Hannah Reppert, and Hannah was asking me some questions. She lives in Pennsylvania, according to her Facebook profile, and she was asking me some questions about her horse, and I guess it was hurt, and she's trying to keep it you know, somewhat controlled when she hand walks it, which is never fun when you have a fit injured horse, you know, and then you're like, Oh, stay on this tiny little rope, please just behave. So I mentioned getting a dually halter and, you know, it comes with the DVD when you buy a dually halter from uh, Monty and uh, check it out. She just sent me a message. Hi, Jamie. I wanted to thank you because of you. I started doing Monty Roberts. Now I'm interested in becoming a certified Monty Roberts instructor down the road. Isn't that cool? Wow, that's really cool. Sharing with the people. So I guess the dually worked. (laughs) It must have. Well, I mean, it all works, just so you know. If you want to figure out anything with your horse, study Monty Roberts. it's, It's amazing. It all works. So, yeah, check it out. Very good. A couple things before we get to weird news. I have a couple of uh, horsey news things real fast. Uh, Fox hunting show is tomorrow here on Horses in the Morning. And then it's our last really bad ads for 2020 on Friday. So we're going to be picking the winner of the box of crap. You have two days to get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. And we'll be drawing for the box of crap. So it's our last one. Uh, We'll be on next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then we'll be having some recorded shows for you for the holidays. 
I have also to say congratulations. Dr. Jones joined us on this show. She's from Florida, right below me. And she joined us on the show for years and years and years on the Wednesday segments. And she was just on recently. Well, she was just appointed to the AAEP Board of Directors. And there's nobody more deserving than that than Dr. Jones. So congratulations to her. She's now on the board. Also, Smokey has a new home, huh? Uh, yeah, I, this happened a while ago. I don't know why it's just surfacing now because I watched the auction. Smokey was Bob Baffert's horse and, uh, the one that pulled, you know, the big buckskin that traveled with American Pharaoh. And, uh, so, so he was all over the news going, he went to an auction. People were like, what are they selling Smokey for? Well, it turns out Bob Baffert is donating all of the proceeds of Smokey to, I think some thoroughbred retirement after care program. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, guess how much Smokey sold for? Um, 5,000. (laughs) $80,000. An 11 year old buckskin gelding, the pony to American Pharaoh was purchased by a woman for her young kids to trail ride (laughs) for $80,000. Thousand dollars. Well, that was obviously a donation to the cause. (laughs) (laughs) Who buys their kid? You know what? I'm going to get him my my kids a first horse. How much do you think that'll cost? Ah, you know what? I really know a nice one for eighty thousand. That's good. (laughs) Well, congratulations to them. Smokey has a new home and well loved out there in Colorado. Hey, do you know on Monday you talked about that white horse in Japan? Well. You know, it just goes to show that listeners are much smarter than we are. And we knew we'd have a smart listener that would uh, correct us on this or let us know that what I'm the story was. <laughs> well, they're all smarter than us. That's not hard, right? I mean, it's not like the bar's really high. So uh, Laura said, I'm listening to Monday's Hit em, and Jamie's talking about the white mare. Basically, she is one giant white spot. I don't think they've tested to know what her base color is. There are several of them in Japan as they specifically breed for it. And I didn't know that albino horses don't exist. And I I was going to ask you that the other day, and I thought it sounds stupid, so I didn't. Uh, But apparently they don't exist, and the eyes would be blue without pigment. Uh, They can't be red or pink because of how they are made. Um, So anyway, that's she's a genetics nerd, apparently. And she said the mutation is W14, and it's through the dams line. So any of you genetics nerds out there, that's how we we were corrected, and, and there's the correction. Oh, I actually didn't think we made a mistake. We just didn't know. Uh, um, yeah, I don't think that was a mistake, but I do think, um, obviously, uh, Laura, duh, I'm pretty sure if you go back and listen, I said the mutation is W14 through her dams line. I mean, clearly, I said that. <laughs> yeah, I remember I, that. like me, yeah. Let me go back and check that tape and see uh, about that. Yeah. Just, you know what? I think it got erased a little bit. A little piece of it. Don't you have to go back and listen? But I definitely said the mutation is W14 through her dam's line, and albinism doesn't exist in horses. Yeah, I I know you did. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we (laughs) were correct on that. I just wanted to, you know, just make sure that that was all correct. Yeah, you could go back and listen. I mean, you don't have to because it's there, but like, whatever. (laughs) 
<laughs> we do have smart listeners, though. Also, the University of Liverpool did something really cool, and then we'll get to some weird news. Uh, they performed the first ever total hip replacement in a horse. It was a mini horse that came in with some serious problems. It had dislocated a hip joint and damaged it. It was uh, irreparable. The damage was done. They were going to have to put this little horse down. And they decided to take and do a hip replacement that they've done in large dogs before. And they basically used a large dog hip. And they put it in this little mini. And the uh, surgery went well. Uh, Recovery went well. And the mini's fine. Duncan was hospitalized for over three weeks and required round-the-clock supervision, and now he's grown stronger, and he's doing well. So who knows what that's going to lead to in replacements for full-size horses. I just well, think it's really cool. That's amazing. Thinking about that makes me kind of queasy. <laughs> you know, how many, everybody knows a person that's had hip replacement. I didn't even think about them doing it in animals, you know? Uh, but anyway, there it is. <laughs> Well, our good friend Laureen sent me some weird news, you guys. Finally, y'all stepped it up a little bit. You saw some weird news and you thought, well, this is a weird news story. Let's send it to Jamie. I appreciate that. If you see weird stuff, send it to me. Think of me when you see weird, odd things that are happening. And this is no different. And the fact that Laureen saw the picture of this article, uh, I'm really proud that she thought of me. Uh, China's iron crotch masters fight to preserve painful looking tradition. That is the headline. Let me read that again. China's iron crotch masters fight to preserve painful looking tradition. And it is a photo of a man getting hit in the crotch with a giant log that's chains. Uh, apparently, they, um, it's called Iron Crotch Kung Fu. It requires a steel plate capped log that swings through the air and smashes into a man's crotch. Am I wearing like a steel cup? Wing, let me just read a little bit here. This guy is no ordinary Kung Fu master. The 65-year-old from a village in central China practices a unique and excruciating looking strand of martial arts called Iron Crotch Kung Fu. <laughs> it smashes into the man's crotch. Uh, I, I don't think that they wear any. He doesn't have any children, does he? I'm guessing. Uh, you know what it goes on in the first sentence of the the one of the paragraphs. It's like Wang. <laughs> this is last name. A lot of puns here. A lot of puns here. Wang, who has been practicing the technique for around half a century and has two children, insists oh. that the correct methods and sufficient practice does not hurt and has no effect on fertility. I'm not going to test that theory. Actually, I'm I'm not going to volunteer to test it. So they say they don't just have an iron crotch. They have an iron throat, iron head, iron chest, and iron back as well. <laughs> I, it's all about breathing and, like, keeping the I, – I don't know. Apparently, they're trying to actively promote their style. I don't poop. think any kind of breathing I would do would help me in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm glad they're promoting that because I'm super interested. Yeah, let me like, – just hit that. me there and let's see how it goes. Right, yeah, yeah. No, no thanks. All right. Well, this one was sent by Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte, our listener, thank you so much for sending this in because when you see weird stuff, especially happening in Florida, definitely send it to me. And this happened, I think, relatively close to where y'all live, Glenn. Buddy Bear 
is one lucky horse. Lucky being subjective because the poor horse fell into a septic tank. <laughs> Where's Marion County, Florida? Is That's where I live, Marion County, Florida. Okay, well, uh, Marion County, Florida fire rescue heroes helped pull Buddy Bear from the smelly muck just a month ago. That is right. According to firefighters, they received a 911 call that evening about a horse that had fallen into a septic tank near a home in central <laughs> yeah. Florida. The pictures are amazing. Now, as somebody who, you know, when we first moved here, they were drilling lines to build our new house. And this house was so old and it was kind of, I'm sure nothing is up to code that the, the tiny home I'm talking about, uh, they, they didn't know where the septic tank was and they start drilling to the house and they drilled. Remember this? Glenn? Oh yes. They drilled the into septic the septic tank. tank. Yes. Yes. And then out through the septic tank. Cause they were doing this underground drilling. Um, and so they then had to repair the drilling. Uh, so then they had to dig up the septic tank and, and open it and like basically cut the top off and to repair these holes that they had drilled into the septic tank. And uh, I can't explain the smell of a septic tank that had been sitting there for over 50 years. Like, like, I mean, the guys were pumping it and puking off to the side and it was raining. Uh, It was a mess. Anyway, I don't think that horse is ever going to recover smell-wise. No. (laughs) Smell is gone. he's fine. He's going to be fine. He is. He's well uh, fertilized. I couldn't help that one. That was there. Oh, my gosh. It's this buddy bear is 40 years old. He was already 40. Well, smell's already gone. (laughs) And his hearing and his eyesight. (laughs) So gross. Well, that's probably why he walked right into a septic tank. But yeah, it seems like a very Florida thing to do. Anyway, uh, Buddy Bear is okay. He's a senior horse that fell into a septic tank. He's going to smell for the rest of his life. Um, I want to tell you about this. It's a, this, uh, this is a happy story. Okay. Well, let's start sad, but it ends happy. Um, and we're going to go to Alabama. Um, a dog went missing. So this Danielle Robinette, a customer service associate at the local Walmart store in Dothan, Alabama, said that her dog ran, ran, went missing. They didn't know what happened. There's no details whether she like left the gate open or like uh, somebody took it. I don't know what happened. Anyway, her dog, Abby, disappeared, uh, vanished from her backyard, leaving the collar behind. So who knows what happens? She's at work. It's the holiday season. And you never know what's going to happen with doors that just open on, you know, motion detectors. She's out Walmart sitting in her little like cash register and Abby runs up to her. Like the dog goes to the Walmart store, goes in the doors and finds her in line, like at her cashier checkup thing. She said, (laughs) The dog came running up to her. She's like, I bent over and hugged her. I completely lost it. I couldn't speak. I was in complete shock and just could not believe it. The Walmart store is more than a mile from her home. She's worked there for 10 years, but never brought four-year-old Abby inside. And uh, maybe, you know, like, did she smell the store and put link it to the clothes that she comes home from? I don't know. She said it was beautiful. It was so very overwhelming. Uh, I was in disbelief. Never in a million years did I think she would show up at Walmart. Did she walk to work or did she drive to work? 
I, it doesn't say, Glenn. I, I because if she a, walked to work, then maybe the dog could follow the scent. But you're right. How else would that dog know? They're like, well, it smells like Walmart. <laughs> I'm going to go to this Walmart. Maybe maybe the dog went to several her. Walmarts before it got to this one. We don't know. True. Yeah. Well, it is Dothan, Alabama. There's probably one every corner. It took four <laughs> or five tries for the right one. Uh, one more story real quick. <laughs> Grandmother Carolyn Hallam got more than she anticipated when she went to a used, like a, like a, they call it a boot sale, like a, yeah, that means trunk. Car yeah, car sale. trunk. Yeah. yeah, this is in England, and she was um, walking around and saw this really beautiful credit. Well, you know, she's a grandma, so she saw a Christmas sweater, what she thought was very beautiful. All of us would be like, "It's yeah. an ugly Christmas yeah. sweater," uh, in real life. Uh, but so she's like, "Oh my god, look how cute it is! It's like reindeers all over it. Like it's a, it's a red and white cardigan." And it has, you know, reindeers all around the middle part of it, uh, like walking around. And and it's like a stitched kind of look. And so she buys it. She's like, oh, my God, it's so cute. And so she got home and her daughter, oh, this is weird, another Abby, but this is Abigail, uh, 29, shared a photo of her mom sporting the the sweater. And it's like a there's buttons all on the front, like snow, like snowflakes. Excuse me. And um what what the mom the grandma didn't know was the reindeer that are across the front of it are mating <laughs> <laughs> she thought it was like a super cute sweater and she's a school teacher for elementary education <laughs> and then her she's like what do you think of my new sweater and abigail's like oh my god it's super cute oh wait Take that off. <laughs> you can't wear that to school. Uh, they say it was a um, Christmas cardigan featuring some very rude reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> so basically she bought a uh, ugly Christmas sweater that was hilarious, but she didn't know it. She was going to like, you know, secondhand wear it to school. And it's, I mean, it's a bunch of reindeer doing the deed. <laughs> so <laughs> there funny. you go. That's your weird news. That's funny. All right. State Line Tech. If you go there today, you go to statelinetech.com. I think that you're probably running really close, short on time to order stuff in time for Christmas, but they have extended their return policy to 60 days instead of 30. So if you order something now, you'll have 60 days to return it. Right now, they have 30% off of footwear of all different kinds, including Ariat. Uh, they also have a huge holiday. Holiday blanket blowout up to 65% off going on right now. I mean, the whole page is nothing but uh, sales that are happening. Oh, and they I also have, have a problem with boots. Why? Oh my God. Okay, hold on. What are the boots on the front page here? Those are awesome. I have to find them. Okay, and then back. they have a holiday deal section that tells you how many's in stock, and we're talking one-offs here. There's one in stock of uh, a Tough Rider blanket that uh, is uh, $62 down from 160 These are huge savings on some of this stuff. A, fl a Kensington fly sheet marked down to $62. That's incredible. Uh, what size? I'm looking at what size. Wait a minute. You can't have the Kensington fly sheet if it's uh, Nigel's size. Oh, it is. <laughs> Size 70. I need to tell Jennifer about that. But no, any... you don't. You need to buy it. Give it to her. It's Christmas present. Go. Yeah, I got to make sure of sizes, though, because I'm never quite sure. She has to tell me. But there's all of this stuff. How many pages? 
there's uh oh there's 10 pages of sales and it's all like one or two offs marked way down you're going to want to go there today to check these out because they will sell out so uh head on over to statelinetac.com right now and as i said they have extended the they want to make sure that you knew they have extended their uh their return policy plus apparently you can still get 25 percent off orders over 129 dollars so there you go Check it out today, statelinetech.com. I'm sorry, I was shopping. <laughs> There's really good stuff. All right, now it's time for this. It's time for the Horses in the Morning Horse Health Report. When our intrepid hosts, together with an unlucky member of the equine veterinary trade, attempt to inform, enlighten, or terrify horse owners everywhere into funding a Kickstarter campaign to mass-produce Kevlar-coated, bubble-wrap-lined equine products. Now, Dr. Siemens has been coming on with us for years, right? I mean, for new listeners, uh, he's out of Utah, Wisconsin, Idaho. somewhere, Idaho. See, I knew it was somewhere <laughs> up there. Close. Somewhere up there, like Utah or Wisconsin. Yeah, one of those cold those states. Close. <laughs> um, yeah, he's been on for a long time. He's kind of the official vet on Retired Racehorse Radio as well. So give him a call. He's my favorite trainer in Oklahoma. Come on, now I figured you were mad. We're late. You don't know anybody else in Oklahoma. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, <laughs> in a field of mediocrity, she stands head and shoulders above them all. <laughs> <laughs> Remember all those nice things I said about Dr. Siemens a minute ago, Glenn? I'm going to take them all back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, boy. Thanks so much for calling me. We sure had a good time in California this summer, did we not? She sure did. Dr. Siemens was there for the movement at Flag is Up Farms. Yeah. We could only have a few people, so we did it We did it uh, kind of like an online deal with Dr. Siemens, and you just, you can't walk away from him without learning something. We had a, I'll tell you what, Mr. Roberts is just amazing. I, I always learned something from him, and it was just so much fun being, being down there with, with all of y'all. It was just great. It's fine. It was him. That's good. I, I can take it. Uh, how's your sweet wife? She is uh, recovering from a broken arm last year. And so uh, she woke up the other morning just meeting a snake. So I knew that she was back on the mend, you know? <laughs> That's good. I'm glad she's back. See, there you go. Um, but now, Dr. Siemens, um, we talked a little earlier on the show about this, but Clint seems to think that all of the vet segments that we have are all somehow questions that I have that I'm just going to make part of the show. And that's kind of not going to lie what we're doing today. So I have a couple seniors that are both experiencing their own set of issues. So I figured what I could do is just kind of pick your brain and ask you uh, kind of about each one of them. And I know that there's going to be some listeners that also have senior horses out and about that. These are not uncommon issues that I'm having. So may I, may I proceed? Certainly. Now, remember, I have not told him any of this stuff, so we'll see how he does. Uh, so the first horse is a 20-ish, mid-20s. He's my old event horse, and um, I sold him. And then I said, okay, uh, when you're when you're re ready to retire him, I'll take him back. I had him for 10 years. We evented all over the country, went to the AECs, the championships. Like he's a, he was like a lifetime horse. And so he came yeah. back to me um, and they told me some things about him. Oh, he's sound. He's healthy. He's happy. 
And uh, none of those things were true. And since I've taken him back, uh, I've been kind of ghosted. So I, I just, so he's not sound. He's not healthy. He's not happy. And since he's been with me, he, I just can't get him to put on weight. And I can't find out any information of like vaccines, deworming, teeth floated, any of that stuff. So I've tried to catch up on the vaccines and the deworming, and he just keeps losing weight. And it just hit me the other day. Okay. Duh. So I scheduled him an appointment. He's getting his teeth floated tomorrow. What are some things that would cause a senior horse to, I mean, he's like a skeleton and I feel bad. Like I'm feeding this horse a ton. What can I do? Well, this is a common question that, that we, that we field on a regular basis. And, and some older horses do just fine on what you've been doing. Just chunk a flake of hay over the fence. And uh, they do just great. But there are other horses that are going to require a little more attention. So anytime we're considering a weight loss issue, a problem maintaining a healthy weight, uh, we're, looking at, we're looking at three things, okay? We're looking at parasite control, dental health, and calories. So as a general rule, if his teeth are good and we're not, and we're not dealing with a great parasite load that we're trying to feed, uh, and you can determine that with a fecal aid count. And I generally recommend, not generally, I always recommend we do a fecal aid count on these horses before we start throwing wormers at them. Uh, there's a lot of horses out there that are just naturally immune to intestinal parasites. And so throwing, throwing uh, basically very dilute nerve gases at these guys because we've always done it that way is probably not in the horse's best interest, number one. Number two, it's probably the reason why we have so much resistance in the parasite population. So it's not, it's not a resistance in the horse, it's a resistance in the parasite because we have been using these drugs injudiciously, and that's thanks to Big Pharma because they want us to use them, but I digress. So if his teeth are okay and you need an equine veterinarian that's going to look at your horse's teeth, don't get me started, uh, <laughs> not uh -huh. just some guy that's running up down the road calling himself Joe the Dentist, uh, and and if everything medically looks okay, now we're now we're just talking about calories. And so as a general rule, most horses aren't going to need a lot of supplements, vitamins, minerals, and stuff like that. Just think about it in your own body. If you want to lose weight, do you quit eating vitamins? I mean, or you just back off the calories? Well, it's the same thing with a horse, okay? So what we'd like to do is just give him more calories. And many horses can maintain a healthy weight with just be, be just up their hay consumption. But some older horses have difficulty assimilating the calories that are in even a good quality forage. So these are the horses that I would generally put them on a high fat diet. Uh, fat calories are healthy calories for a horse, whereas sugar calories are not. So I'm not a big fan of lots of sugar, like the alfalfa and molasses meal that we've been feeding forever. Uh, what I do like is one of the senior products, and there are several national and international companies that are making these products that I really like. This is not something I typically shop price on. Uh, I do like to spend the extra money, and these things generally run you between $20 and $25 a bag, but it's worth it because these products are what's called partially extruded. And so what that means is it's, they're kind of sort of digested. Basically, it's old horse baby food. So they will assimilate more of the calories that goes in there. And so when you look at, you're looking at the price of, uh, of, of, of a pound of feed, whatever it is, you don't really look at the price per pound of feed. You look at the price per pound of assimilated calories. And so if most of the calories are winding up on the ground and you're scooping them up with a manure fork here in four to seven days, 
uh, it doesn't matter what that bag of feed costs you because you're throwing most of it in a compost pile. So what you're looking for is something that's 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 digestible energy or it's DE on the feed tag. And so it will behoove you to, to start to learn your way around the ingredients tags that are by law labeled on every sack of feed in America. So you're looking for a high level of digestible energy. And uh, if you will find that those senior products have a, have the, the highest level of digestible energy in all of those bag feeds available. So uh, just to piggyback on that, would something like that be better for like some, you know, I deal with a lot of racehorses coming off the track. Yep. Would you suggest yep. something like that going to them as well? Absolutely. Because a, a lot of these horses, especially are, are off the track thoroughbreds that, that, that groups like you and, and others are doing such a phenomenal job of reschooling and rehoming and repurposing. And I, I just got to really just, just give you a, a high five on that because there's, I know that you've spent an awful lot of time and energy trying to do this, and I think that uh, you're to be uh, uh, <laughs> a high five for you. I don't even know the words. Thank you. That's Thanks, a, that's Bob. a great thing that you're doing. But a lot of these horses are coming off the track, and they've been in a box stall for the last two years, being fed lots and lots and lots of calories, and then and then they get out there into the real world, and they get <laughs> they get dumped out in the paddock, and a couple of flakes of hay chunked over the fence at them, and they're looking at that like, what? What is this? You know, where's the good stuff? So uh, I think a lot of these horses will do well. And this is one of the reasons why these uh, mares that are coming off the track have such a difficulty conceiving during that first year. Uh, it's because they have gone, they have undergone a, a major nutritional shift. And so it's easier to get to get one in full if they're gaining weight than, than it is if they're, if they're losing weight. So I think one of the senior products would be really good for some of these horses and a lot of horses are going to do just fine. You know what I mean? We, we tend to baby them anyway. But on those odd individuals, even the younger horses that are having a hard time adjusting to the real world, uh, I think this is a, a, a really good, fairly high-calorie diet that will help them to maintain their body weight. Fantastic. All right. Well, last, that's, that's a hot tip for you. The, Go ahead. The, yeah. The, la the, la the last part of this, of this more-calorie scenario on older horses is going to be blanketing. And uh, – I have never been a real big fan of blankets, uh, but I've, I've kind of changed my mind something here in the last few years. It, it appears that horses, especially older horses, will burn up to 20% of their calories when the ambient temperature, the atmospheric temperature, goes below 40 degrees. They will mm. burn up to 20% of their calories just trying to stay warm. And so they're not adding weight okay, or they're not adding fat if they're burning 20% of that just trying to keep their body heat. So we can add a blanket to these horses, and that will help to conserve much of that energy that they're burning trying to stay warm. So that's another way to, to get a horse to start to gain weight. And so, and we got to understand, too, is that horses, especially senior horses, we don't wake up one day and find the horses a rack of bones. This happens gradually over time until one day we'll go, dang, old buck looks pretty rough today, you know? So mm -hmm. we've got to understand that getting them to come back to their normal weight is also a process. And I'm not going to expect any of my patients to, to go from a, from a really low body score to a, an optimal body score in less than probably 180 days. Okay. I mean, it, it'll, it'll, take, it'll take that long. So don't get discouraged if you're not seeing a change in a couple of weeks because it takes a long time. Okay. I think to... Um... 
I, I, you know, I just, it does. It happens so slow. And then all of a sudden, one day I was like, oh, my God. Like, because I have two seniors yep. out there. I have my old broodmare and I have him. And the broodmare, oh, my God. So they wintered or they summered in a field of 10 acres of grass. And she is like fat as a tick and he is so skinny. Yeah. And so that's where we're trying to get to the bottom of it. Now, the other senior horse that I have, that's funny. My body score works just the opposite. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, well, that's your own. We'll, we'll, we'll have to discuss that with I the, think human body doctor. scores don't work that way. They're just different. <laughs> now, Dr. Seam is the other one that I have is everybody knows who um, I, I say, everybody, a lot of listeners know who Duke, uh, is because Duke is a horse of mine that is a saint and an angel. And he helps me start all the babies. And he's been a lesson horse to me. I've had him for 10 years. I bought him from a listener 10 years ago. I mean, he's like, he is a saint, but all of a sudden my saint who we estimate is he's a draft cross, big warm blood type mutt. Um, and he's, we estimate around 27, no, but he's not a mutt. He's a hot, he's a hybrid. He is a hybrid. He is a very fancy See? hybrid. <laughs> yeah, see, that sounds better than a mutt, right? I had to DNA test him just to even see what he was. And he turned out to be a uh, Swedish warm blood Cleveland Bay quarter horse. <laughs> so he, I think he's pretty fancy. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but yeah, that's what, I, that's what he came out as. So, so anyway, I, I, I know how it works. The, the DNA testing for horses is a, is, are, is a great advancement in marketing of stuff. See, I knew he'd give me an opinion whether I asked for it or not. <laughs> 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 the um, DNA will tell you it's a horse. You know what a Swedish warm blood is? Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> now I love Swedish warm blood. I love Swedish warm blood. Oh, good. Uh, the, the question they have for about him is, um, <laughs> you know, he really had a hard time. Deflect, deflect, deflect. Okay. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, He's having I'm a hard moving. time. Send your hate mail to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Yeah. Please, please, by all means. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, I got to get back on track here. So he had a really hard time uh, with being the summer in Phoenix. And we'd have to keep him under misters and keep him hosed. And, and that was, that was oh, when yeah. he was like 24, oh, yeah. 25, you know. And so I thought, well, this is going to be great. And now for once a week for the past three weeks, he's come up and he refuses to eat. And I, I, I mean, so I do the, you know, take his temperature. One time he had like, I was like one or two degrees above this time. He actually, this time I took his temperature. It was a couple days ago. He was actually a couple degrees below the temperature. So I threw a blanket on him and I basically just made like a mash of electrolyte. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's not drinking enough, what, what the whole deal is. We have, you know, heated automatic waterers, like has no excuse. Um, for not drinking, but I don't, I, what could that be where just, he just decides he's not going to eat. He just doesn't feel good. And he refuses to eat. Any, anytime. That's a great question, Jamie. And, and uh, thank you so much for keeping these old guys around and, and rehoming them. That's just a wonderful thing you're doing. The, uh, anytime a horse doesn't eat with his normal interest, I, I consider that an emergency. And I will always, always, always respond to those if I can. Uh, most of the time it's something that we, we can treat pretty easily, but anytime a horse doesn't eat with his normal interest, then I consider that, uh, at least potential for colic. And it's probably that most of the time. And we've got to remember now, colic is 
not a specific disease. It's a symptom. It just means a bellyache. And it can be something as minor as a big old wad of undigested feed that's not passing well to something as major as, as an actual twist in the bowel. The fact that he, that, that he you know, if, if a horse has got a twisted gut, they're going to they're gonna either, either die or go to surgery within just a few hours. And so the fact that he's done this intermittently for a period of days or weeks, that rules that out. But there's, there, are, there is an underlying cause for his inability or lack of desire to eat. What that underlying cause is could be a bit challenging to try to figure out. One of the things they can do, a mild intermittent colic, would be a gastric ulcer. They call it EGUS, equine gastroesophageal ulcer syndrome. Uh, we, can diagnose, we can diagnose that with, a, with an endoscope, uh, or we can diagnose that based upon how they respond to treatment. The other thing that can happen for mild intermittent recurrent colics is something called an enterolith, and that's a stone that forms inside the bowel. Uh, you can actually put these horses on some antacids. Um, Purinum makes one called Outlast that's a pelleted ration you can add to, the, to, the, to whatever it is you're feeding them. Uh, about a cup or so every feeding, it's not terribly expensive, and that will elevate the gastric pH in many horses to a safer level. The other thing to consider is that the horses in the wild are grazing for 16 hours a day. And so what grazing does is it causes chewing, which causes salivation, and there, there are buffers in the saliva that will actually elevate the gastric pH to an acceptable level. So they have, they have their own uh, ulcer preventative mechanism built in just by their normal grazing. So these horses respond very well to slow feeders. So I, years ago, I quit, I quit using lots and lots of antacid for months at a time. I, I give them antacid for maybe a week, put them on a slow feeder, and the horses that will eat the outlast, uh, I, I have a, one of my personal horses I've treated that way. And uh, once I started doing this, I haven't treated them for EGUS in two years. So I'm really, really happy with the, with the outcome of that. But those are, these are the kinds of things you have to start thinking about, and that's not always that simple. So, again, horses that are inhabitant, you know, I, I, would, I would start with, uh, uh, you know, a good thorough oral exam, dental exam, make sure that they don't have a bad tooth that's causing them difficulty chewing. Uh, think about gastric ulcer situation and or enterolis and uh, just kind of go from there. Unfortunately, a lot of these, a lot of these things are going to re- require some veterinary attention pretty quickly. I, I, I jump on these pretty quickly. Well, Dr. Seamus, as always, yep. we could talk for hours. We are running out of time, but um, people can find you Cornerstone Equine, one E, in between cornerstoneequine.com. You also have a book, but the book is out of print right now, and you're going to revisit it, and next year it should be available again, correct? We got another. We got the new edition coming out in 18 months. It'll be uh, on an ebook format, format as well as uh, translated into Spanish and German, marketed worldwide from Trafalgar Publications. Never trust a sneaky pony. And other things they did not teach me in vet school. It'll it's also a- be an audio book, and I, I get you get to, you get to hear me again. <laughs> oh, all right. Fantastic. Dr. Siemens, thank you so much. Merry uh, Christmas, Dr. Siemens. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas to you guys. Thanks so much for calling. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. You two can nerd out. Let me tell you what. Uh, did we bore you? Because I no, Well, this was one case where the answer, oh, it's ulcers, might actually be the answer. I yeah. know, right? Well, I'm like, basically, I'll make a list. So, like, when I talk to the vets on here, that's my list.
So basically, I, I was like, okay, so parasites, dental, calories, I need to get extruded feed, do a fecal egg count, possibly ulcers, maybe an enrolith, you need some antacid. Like, I was like writing down everything. Um, but basically, I think I just need to start with the, the darn vet. Just yeah. come out here. More money. Endoscopes, are expensive tests. That's it's really hard to explain how why you have to take do dental care on a twenty seven year old horse like <laughs> who has it's no teeth. Really, <laughs> who has like probably doesn't have very many teeth. I, I looked at his front teeth the other day just because I was putting a bit in, and um like they're like a mile long, <laughs> like the long and the tooth senior. I'm like, oh Duke, I love you. Uh, now Demure, the other horse is. He's not rideable. He's not sound. Uh, he He's just, uh, the people that had him, I don't think took, they didn't do any, they didn't take care no of preventative his. preventative medicine. No or, preventative yeah. medicine or anything like that. So at 20, I think he's 23. He's, he's, he's a lot older than Duke, who's been taken care of daily, for, you know, not that they, I don't know what they did, but anyway, I can't get a hold of them to find it out anyway. So it's fine. Um, well, so, I'll tell you, there is one horse that is well taken care of, and that's Olivia the Mini Pony. And Olivia is going to be our next, well, actually, Jackie, who owns Olivia, is going to be our next guest. Olivia is <laughs> the star, though. And this is our Equiderma Guest of the Week, and we're going to speak with Jackie, who has made Olivia into quite the little superstar on Instagram and TikTok. And if you're looking at the picture there, Jamie, Olivia is quite cute, also, and adorable, actually, and has really good mane, which I'm assuming comes from Equiderma products. We'll find that out too. Well, as I said, we have Jackie here, who is the proud mama of Olivia the Mini Pony. Jackie, what part of the world are you in? Um, I'm out in Maryland. Oh, so you're expecting a little snow here with the storm heading your direction? Yep, it just actually started in like the last 15 minutes, and it's the first time I've seen snow in a while. <laughs> well, I, you know, they're apparently supposed to get a couple feet up there in Pennsylvania, so we hope you're not... If you get a couple feet, you won't be able to find Olivia. No, probably not, because she's only like 30 inches tall at the withers. <laughs> and she's kind of, you know, the whitish color. Well, she'd stand out a little bit, but uh, you'd see her little mane sticking out the top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Olivia has become quite the star, Olivia the Mini Pony, on Instagram and TikTok. Where did you get Olivia? How did Olivia come into your life? So um, I actually got her to be a companion for um, my heart horse, Sierra, um, Does anybody she, know Sierra's name though? Uh, or because Olivia now has taken over completely. Um, actually, Sierra's kind of um, horning in on Olivia's TikTok a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of people are actually kind of following her um, as well. So um, it's kind of neat because it's kind of turned. I started off with Olivia, and it kind of turned into um, both of them um, on their TikTok account. But um, yeah, I got so I got her to be in a companion for Sierra. Um, I got her from a rescue. Um, she was one of seven at the rescue and she was the only one who wasn't really bonded to anybody and her personality, just the way they described her was completely perfect for Sierra. And at first they didn't get along perfectly, <laughs> but, um, it actually was kind of a weird situation. Sierra had, um, a tendon injury and she was on stall rest. So I had to kind of get them used to each other through, like the stall and uh, like their window and stuff like that. And they kind of started to get along there. And then once I let them out together, you know, it wasn't that long before they were fine because they're horses. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I doubt Olivia could run away very quickly with those little legs. 
She's actually so fast. She I is? think she's faster than Sierra. <laughs> and Sierra is pretty fast, too. So when did you get the idea that Olivia should uh, become a superstar? So I have always been the type, like, um, I had an Instagram for my dog, and I actually had an Instagram account for Sierra um, for a while. And when I got Olivia, I made her an Instagram account. And it's just, you know, fun posting pictures for my friends and stuff. And um over the summer or like, you know, with everything with COVID, I was like, yeah, let me make another, I had a TikTok account that was just, you know, all three of my girls. And I was like, let me make another TikTok account uh, for just Olivia to go along with her Facebook page and her Instagram account. And I posted a video of her neighing and it like really quickly got like over a hundred thousand views. And I was like, that's a lot, you know, what's going on? That's a lot. Um, so I posted another one and that got like 700,000 views. And I was like, all right, um, this is kind of crazy. So then I just started posting cute things of Olivia. Um, and then I posted um, a story. Um, Sierra had an episode of Colic last November and had to go to the hospital. And Olivia was by herself. And it was the first time she was without her sister. And she was so sad. And I just did a video like, oh, this is the time my sister had to go to the hospital. And I was so sad. That video has like over 2 million views now. Wow. And... I, I wasn't trying to do anything. It just <laughs> became something. So that's that's all. I mean, it's just like I just post cute videos that I think are cute, and sometimes they blow up, and sometimes they don't get very many hits. So TikTok's a little weird like that. <laughs> you get kind of hit or miss. What's true of videos in general, the ones you, you make to plan on going viral don't. It's the ones that yeah. you don't that do. Yeah, uh, I and- posted a video a couple days ago about hot water buckets, and it has a million views now, and I'm like, it's it's just adding hot water. I saw that video actually. I looked at that one and I saw the number of views and I it just blew my mind. It was like, why is this particular video getting those views? Yeah, because I'll spend hours on a video trying to make it really super cute with Olivia doing all this cute stuff that I'm trying to stage and I'll get like, you know, a couple thousand views and I'm like, okay, well, that was a like a waste of time. Jamie Not- was literally <laughs> filling two water buckets. <laughs> yeah, it literally was filling two water buckets and showing she drinks more of the hot water than she does drink the water. <laughs> It's just, I didn't think it would hit anything. It was kind of my filler video while I was making another video that I was going to post later that day. So wow, I made the mistake yeah. years ago, and we learned we learned this uh, mistake. And then I've never had a video go that viral since. We had my scooter, my my hackney pony, loves to roll in the water. Well, it had rained a lot. There was like a pond in the field, and scooter just had a blast. And I videoed it, and I posted it without any name on it. No horses in the morning. No horse radio network or nothing. And and now it's over twelve million views. And wow. I never. <laughs> branded it because I didn't think, you know, I just posted a video of my pony rolling in water. Whoever thought, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny though. You know, I post videos all the time trying to get horses adopted out. I work with a rescue here and, and I post videos of like, oh my God, here they are longlining. Here's me riding them. Walk, trot, canter. And then I post a picture of the darn horse falling asleep while I'm braiding its mane. And that went viral, and now the horse is, like, adopted. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> the weirdest thing. I posted a picture of the horse ground-tied asleep in the cross ties Glen, and they they adopted it to Florida as a therapy horse. <laughs> like, so cute. Just super weird stuff. Like, I, you work so hard on, like, getting all these, like, perfect things and showing, and then what do people want? You know, the horse asleep in the cross ties. Yeah. <laughs> it's the important things we think about as horse owners. Will my horse be calm and quiet? Yeah. That's what we want. Exactly. Well, I got to tell you that what color, it's kind of a cream color, Olivia, right? 
right now. (laughs) (laughs) When I adopted her, so I had this dream of one day I'm going to get a mini Palomino to match Sierra and it's going to be so cute. And I wasn't really looking for a mini Palomino. I was looking for pretty much any kind of companion. I I was looking at miniature donkeys, mini mules, um, something that wouldn't cost as much money as a, you know, large horse. Um, but I mean, you know, you still farrier and stuff like that. But anyway, um, I found, I actually was looking at a gelding for a little while and that fell through. Um, and then I found Olivia and she was kind of, she was a red roan. Um, and, but she, I thought she was going to be dark. She just, she was pretty dark. And when she shedded that first winter, she was like almost completely, like there was almost no roaning in her. And then she, it was really weird um, her and Sierra had a little scuffle and Olivia got a little bite near the end of when she was getting ready to start shedding and the fur underneath was white. And I was like, Oh, you're going to be white. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to just shed out and be white. And she did. Um, so in the winter she's getting a little bit darker, but she hasn't really been consistent. So she's also young. So, um, I thought she was five when I got her from the rescue and we found out she was probably only one. She started losing oh, her baby. baby. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, she's an, and she's an Appaloosa. Um, so I don't really know what to expect. She could change <laughs> right now. She's kind of a cream color. She's kind of like white with little chestnut flecks in her. Well, I happen to I know happen that to you know keep that, that white out. clean with Equiderma products, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> so tell us which ones you like the best. Um, I really like, uh, they have a, uh, it's for your, their feet. It's a thrush and white line. I use that on Sierra like every, every week. Um, she's actually on stall rest again due to an injury. So it just helps with her feet, um, keeping them nice. And they also have really good, um, lotion that has helped because Olivia had really bad dry skin when I first adopted her and it really helped, especially like her tail bone area was peeling and stuff. And, this lotion's really good lotion and everything's natural. So it's really nice because you know, you're putting safe products on your horse. Well, judging by the mane in the pictures I've seen in the forelock, you also probably use the shampoo and conditioner because it is one clean, fluffy mane. I'm glad to hear you think it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> she will roll in stone dust and she comes in and she's just completely, uh, completely dark colored. But, um, yeah, yeah. No, we actually, we haven't, we haven't, we are ordering the, um, the shampoo and conditioner, but Olivia is really bad about getting baths. <laughs> so we haven't ventured down that route. Well, Sierra, you, on the other hand, she's, she's wonderful. You're, you're going to love it. I mean, all of their products are terrific. It's equiderma.com is where you can find mm-hmm. all of their different products. And they have a little bit of something for everybody. And uh, we also use the white line product um, because we have that here in Florida. It's something we have to deal with. And uh, yeah. this is the first year that, that Scooter My Hackney hasn't had bad white line because we've been using that product. Uh, and usually we it's bad every year, uh, especially in the you know summertime when it's raining every day, and we we haven't had the problem at all this year. I, I even mentioned it to Jennifer the other day. I said just we just haven't had the problem, so it really does work. Equiderma.com. Where can they find Olivia and follow along? Um, on TikTok, it's Mini Livy, um, L I V Y, and the same on um, Instagram. And Sierra on Instagram is sierra.dream. And they're all linked to each other, too. So, Well, Jackie, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Have a good holiday. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was really great. Okay. Give, give Olivia a little carrot for us, okay? No, don't give her carrot. Give her sugar-free peppermint. You know better. <laughs>
<laughs> give her a, give her a big juicy apple for me, okay? Don't listen to Jamie. Give her okay. something really some tasty. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. You're such a food Nazi. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, I had the horses. So, so I had Duke and uh, the the mare turned all together, and they're in a new paddock. And the water is on the the close to my house. So, and it was snowing yesterday, and I could see like Duke like licking the snow. And I'm like, oh, you haven't figured out that the water trough is over here. So I'm like calling Duke, come on, buddy, over here, over here. And he's just like ignoring me. So I walk in the house and I grab a bag of carrots and I come out. <laughs> I started shaking the bag. Oh boy, that perked him up. He trotted right on down. <laughs> but then I had to give him some carrots. So he did get he did get a bunch of carrots, but he's old. It's fine. He can have whatever he wants. Well, tomorrow is we're going to have the fox hunting episode with uh, Tara and Jennifer for you. And then the last really bad ads. Get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. And we'll give away the box of crap also on. Or no, it's a $50 gift certificate. What am I talking about? It's not a box of crap this month. It's a $50 gift certificate for our swag. So at Teespring. So you'll be able to order whatever you want. You can even get the Gel Dutch stuffed as well uh, with that gift certificate. So we'll be giving that away on Friday. So get your ads in. Remember, if you read your own ad, we give you double the points. So just send in the sound file to us and we'll play it on the air. And to be honest, uh, Jamie and I are ready for a break. So if we could just play all of your ads on Friday and didn't have to do any work, we would be so much happier. So. And all you have to do is record it in your phone. And I'm talking to you, Dr. Siemens, because he was supposed to come on and read a, cr- a Christmas poem that he wrote. And I'm sure it's funny. And he was supposed to read it and and I totally forgot and we ran out of time. So I, he just messaged me. We forgot. And I said, Oh, just record it into your phone yeah, we'll and send it, it to Friday. me. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, how did I do that? <laughs> See, everybody needs help in their own individual ways. <laughs> so anyway, record it in your phone to get double the entries. And um, in the post show here, Glenn, we're going to talk about all the people that have sent me the child for adoption in Oklahoma. That what's funny. All right, good. And I have a I have a never have I uh, list that I want to do with you at some point here, one of these post shows, and we're going to guess whether the other person has done this. Okay, we can do that too. I, my mind will be quick. Okay, all right. Thanks, everybody. Spay neuter geld.